Welcome to the Nourish Nervous System, an exploration of stress, the nervous system, and transformative self-care practices for parents and other humans through the lenses of Ayurveda, holistic coaching, somatics, herbs, and much, much more. I'm the host, Kristen Timchak. I'm a holistic life coach, Ayurvedic educator, herbalist, and mother of a tiny human. Join me for information, insight, deep thoughts, and small steps to help you nourish your nervous system. Hello, friend. Welcome and welcome back to the Nourish Nervous System. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you are finding some ease in the transition of seasons. Here in Maine, the leaves are starting to change and the evenings are getting cool. Vata season is definitely in full effect. I can feel the increase of Vata around me and within me, and I'm just trying to stay grounded. Before I get into the topic this week, I just want to mention that I am offering my first online mother circle starting October 14th. I'm a mother circle facilitator, which is a body of work by Kimberly Ann Johnson, and it's bringing mothers together to explore the arc of their motherhood journey and have some deeper conversations around mothering. It's eight weeks, and it's a really beautiful journey. It's such, such deep work. If you're interested in learning more, you can visit my website, www.nourishnervousystem.com. And under the work with me tab, you'll see Mother Circle. I'll also leave a link in the show notes. And before we start, I also want to mention my friendly disclaimer that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and should not be considered health or mental health advice. Anything said should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So I recently did an interview on the Homecoming podcast talking about the interplay between the nervous system and immune system. And I talked a lot about OJAS, which is an Ayurvedic concept around immunity and vibrancy. And since that interview, I've been thinking a lot about OJAS and my own OJAS and about vibrancy in general and about vibrancy in general. Personally, vibrancy is one of my main health goals. For me, vibrancy is a feeling of sustained energy, a sparkle in my eyes, an excitement for life. It's a feeling of deep, grounded health that gives every part of me a glow. It's both physical and mental and spiritual. And I've been thinking about the last time I really felt vibrant. And I think it was during like the second and early third trimesters of my pregnancy, after the nausea and before the heartburn and lack of mobility. The Cambridge Dictionary definition of vibrant is energetic, bright, and full of life and excitement. When I look at pictures of myself from that time, my hair is thick, my skin is glowing, my eyes are bright, I look nourished and healthy and full of life. I mean, I was quite literally full of life. What's Interesting is that in Ayurvedic thought, during the eighth month of pregnancy, which is probably around the time I began to feel some of my vibrancy wane, the ojas begins to flow back and forth between the mother and baby. And birth itself, no matter the circumstances of your birth, it's a time of stress and ojas depletion. I had a very nourished and supported postpartum time, which I was so, I'm so, so grateful for. But for me, it was after the initial couple months of postpartum that I feel that my OGIS became more depleted and I started moving towards some burnout. Let me backtrack a little bit and go a bit deeper into what OGIS is, in case you don't know. As I said before, 
Ojas is an Ayurvedic concept of immunity and vitality. It's the vital essence of kapha dosha. So if you need a refresher on kapha, check out episode 10, Kapha the Sweet One. It's also the pure essence of all bodily tissues. So what does that mean? In Ayurvedic thought, when you eat your food, it's transformed through digestion into the seven layers of bodily tissues, which are lymph or rasa in Sanskrit, blood or rakta, muscles or mamsa, fat or meda, bone or asti, nerves or maja, and reproductive organs or shukra. At each layer, there's a transformation that happens that produces the pure bodily tissue, and byproducts. And one of the byproducts being ojas, which is the vital essence of that tissue. So the production of ojas and the quality of both our bodily tissues and the ojas depend on the quality of the food we eat, as well as the agni or digestive process of each tissue layer. So your overall ojas is this super fine protoplasmic biological substance that circulates through your body and increases your immunity, gives you strength, energy, a luster of the skin, a sparkle in your eyes. It's the glow of vitality and vibrancy. And it's a real substance. It's not some poetic or magical or spiritual thing. And it's said to have like a milky white consistency. So If ojas is an aspect of our immunity and it's dependent on this process of creating tissues from the food we eat, what we eat, how we eat, and how we digest are all important to both immunity and our vibrancy. This isn't breaking news. We know this. Oh, the other piece of this tissue formation thing is that it takes 30 to 36 days for the food you eat to move through the process of transforming into tissues and actually becoming you and creating the ojas. So ojas takes quite a bit of time to create. It's a whole month-long process from what, what you eat to the ojas being created. So this is part of what I'm talking about when I say that vibrancy is a long game. It takes a little while, and it's really easy to deplete the ojas, especially in our modern world. Luckily, there are some foods that help to build ojas more quickly. If you think about traditional cultures, their practices around convalescence or postpartum care all over the world, people in these times of major depletion, when they're sick or after they've just given had a baby, when they need to rebuild their ojas, they were often fed nourishing bone broths, congees, which are soupy rice porridges, warmed milk with dates or spices or almonds, foods that are easy to digest and that help to gently kindle the digestive fire and that have similar in that are similar in their qualities to ojas so like increases like in ayurvedic thought if you want to increase ojas eating foods that resemble ojas milky creamy sweet food can really help one of my favorites lately has been to make a strong tea with cumin coriander and fennel that i let steep for at least an hour and then i strain the seeds out and i mix it with an equal part of your choice of milk, and I blend it with a couple dates. It's incredibly nourishing and gently supports digestion, and I just feel more grounded and nourished after I eat it. My son loves it too. It's like dessert for him, so that's great. I digress. Now that you have a very, very basic understanding of what Ojas is and how it's created, 
I will at some point do a whole episode on the datus or the tissue layers and probably a whole other episode on Agni or digestive fire. But for now, hopefully you have enough information to grasp what OGIS is and why it's important. I think of it as a precious substance. It's something that I want to build when it's depleted, but also something I want to maintain, which is the harder part in the world we live in. So what depletes OGIS? One of the big things is stress. Definitely big life stresses like giving birth, grieving a loved one, moving, transitions in career, major illness, to name a few. But also the daily chronic stresses, the overwork, the constant hustle, day-to-day raising children without enough support, financial stress, doom scrolling, paying attention to what's happening in the world stress, the dealing with your personal demon stress, all of this will deplete your OGIS over time. There's a lot of talk in our culture today around burnout. And when I think about the qualities of burnout, the exhaustion, the fatigue, brain fog, there's a feeling of like brittleness. I think of it as a depletion of OGIS. It's like the OGIS has literally burnt out. In the burnout state, there is a sense of fragility and brittleness. Often hair and nails become drier and more brittle. The skin and eyes can lose their luster. The mind can feel duller. It's the opposite of vibrancy. And when I think about the list of things that deplete OGIS, it's actually a wonder that I have any OGIS left at all. I mean, in the past four years, I've had a baby, I lost a parent, I moved across the country, and I'm transitioning in my work, as well as managing an autoimmune disease. And that's not even factoring in pandemic and inflation and all of that other nonsense. And when I think about autoimmune conditions specifically, I also think this can really relate to OGIS. There's often a digestive component to autoimmune stuff and a lot of inflammation. And as I said before, if you aren't digesting properly, you won't have high quality or enough OGIS. But also in conditions like Hashimoto's, there's this adrenal stress connection for some folks. I feel like for myself, the big life stresses burnt out my OGIS and left me more susceptible to the autoimmune condition. And I think just being in the state of raising a young child and the pandemic and everything else, I wasn't taking care of myself in the ways that I really know how to. I wasn't paying enough attention to this. So if you're feeling this on some level, just don't don't give up. I know it can all feel so overwhelming. And sometimes when you're really burnt out, doing all the things that bring you back into balance can feel like a stress in itself. I had a teacher in Ayurveda school that would say, however far you've walked into the woods, you have to walk out. And this is true. This is why vibrancy is a long game. In a culture that offers a lot of quick fixes, I'm gonna tell you that if you really want to feel vibrant, it's a long game. If you've been living a certain lifestyle for your whole life, it doesn't mean that it's gonna take another 20, 30, 40 years to come back into balance. It just means that it's not gonna be an overnight fix. If you've been eating a certain way or overworking or just not managing your stress for 20 years, it's gonna take a little chunk of time to really come out of of that. And there are supplements and herbs and practices that can help in the short run that can give you a blast of vibrancy or ease or peace to get you through. And these things are so helpful. But for that deep level OGIS vibrancy, you need to begin walking out of the woods, step by step. And this means looking at your lifestyle and maybe making some deeper changes. The good news is that no effort is wasted and each step will bring you closer. I think of healing as a spiral or like 
a parking garage. You're driving around and it feels like you're going in a circle and coming back to where you started, but you aren't. You're a level higher each time. I think it's normal to start on a healing path very enthusiastically and then things drop off or creep back in or it feels like nothing is changing and you feel like you aren't making progress. But don't give up. No effort is wasted and vibrancy is a long game. Stay in the game and just take another small step and maybe take smaller steps if you need to. But I think it's just the consistency and having the mindset that this isn't an overnight fix, that that it's going to take time to make the deeper change. But if you're taking the steps, even if you backtrack, even if you relapse, even if you come back into your bad habits, the next time you take the steps on the path, it's going to be a little bit easier because you've already created some a little bit of momentum around it. The other good news is that eventually you will begin to crave the things that make you feel good, like really feel good in a balanced, full of OGIS kind of way. I guess I should mention here the other things that deplete OGIS. So I mentioned stress, also overstimulation of any kind. This could be too much screen time or too much news or too much work or even too much socializing. Substances like alcohol and caffeine and other stimulants can deplete OGIS. And this is an unpopular one, but too much orgasm. Every orgasm depletes some OGIS. So this isn't to say that you shouldn't have sex or you shouldn't have pleasure. I think pleasure and orgasm is very important to our health and to our vibrancy. It just means that if you are having an excessive amount of sex, you might want to think about nourishing your ojas as well. A lot of things that increase vata will also deplete ojas. If ojas is a vital essence of kapha, and a lot of the qualities of kapha are sort of opposite from vata, too much vata is going to deplete that vital essence. If you need a refresher on vata dosha, check out episode three, What the Vata. What we take in to ourselves, both in food and sensory impressions, can affect the quality and quantity of our ojas. And this is important because when I think of vibrancy for myself, it isn't just a quality of my body. It's also a quality of my mind and my spirit. So I could be eating the best foods with great digestion, but if I'm not also paying attention to how I'm feeding my mind and spirit— I won't achieve the level of vibrancy that I know is possible. The other thing I want to say is that, and if you've been listening for a while, you have heard me say this, we are all unique beings. So what is vibrant for me may be a little different for you. What vibrancy looked like for me in my 20s is going to be different than what it looks like for me in my 40s. So don't hold yourself to unrealistic expectations. Find what vibrancy means for you in your particular body in this season of life. So what is the long game for increasing vibrancy? It depends. It depends who you are, where you're at on your journey, and it depends how far you need to walk out of the woods. But like I said in the episode on meditation, the answers are basically the same for most of the questions you may ask. Managing stress, the right amount of exercise, eating and digesting high-quality foods and sensory impressions— meditation, good quality sleep, quality connections with other humans, and consistent small steps. Specific foods that increase ojas, I mentioned before, bone broth, kanji, dates, raw milk, nuts, avocados, bananas, figs, ghee, food that is 
fresh, well-cooked, and easy to digest. Luckily, building ojas also happens to be delicious. Some practices that help to increase and maintain ojas are abiyanga, or oil massage. I have a beautiful abiyanga guide on my website, www.nourishednervousystem.com, under resources. And I can't recommend this practice enough, especially if you are in the Northern Hemisphere as we move into fall and vata time. Putting oil on your skin can help soothe the nervous system and coat your body with a layer of love and protection and builds ojas. Another practice is meditation. I want to read you this beautiful passage by Vasant Lad from the textbook of Ayurveda in his chapter on ojas. He talks about the power of meditation to create space in consciousness. He says, Meditation empties the content, creating a space in the consciousness. When you empty the consciousness of its content, then the consciousness loses its border, its frontier, and it becomes all-inclusive awareness. In awareness, everything is welcome, because space is all-inclusive. Love is all-inclusive. Love says yes to every thought, feeling, and emotion. To say yes means to allow a thought or circumstance to flower, to let go, and expand. We say yes to some things and no to other things. Our yes and our no are opposite. But there is yes beyond yes, and that yes is existence. The trees say yes to every season. When spring comes, they say yes and they flower. When summer comes, they say yes and become dry and thirsty. When fall comes, they say yes, change color, and are ready to drop their leaves. To say yes means to surrender to every thought, feeling, and emotion. It means to let go. And letting go is a journey toward the heart. The word yes looks so simple. The dictionary gives a simple meaning. But to say yes to pain means to be with it and to be with something is to love it. To love some person means to be with that person. So to say yes means to be with it. Saying yes with awareness helps to stimulate ojas. I just love this passage. I mean, first of all, coolest textbook ever. First textbook I've read that that reading certain passages of it is like reading poetry. But I just love this concept of saying yes to accepting all the different parts of ourselves and our lives, not just the parts that feel good or we deem successful or positive, to really let go and say yes to the bigger picture of life, of consciousness. I can feel all of the little resistances I have in my mind towards people or situations or towards myself in my life that are beyond my control. And those resistances create stress because I'm not letting go and just accepting the things I can't control. So I can see where this saying yes to life with awareness, as Vasant Lad puts it, can stimulate ojas. And this doesn't mean saying yes to everyone and everything and being a people pleaser and taking on more things in your life, but more of a deeper saying yes with a capital Y. It's the yes beyond yes. And meditation is a beautiful practice that helps to make space in the mind and access that place of yes. I also have a deep rest meditation on my website, www.nourishnervousystem.com slash deep rest. That's a yoga nidra based meditation that you can do lying down in bed. It's very deeply rejuvenative and relaxing. Okay, my friend, for your small step this week, assess where you are at on your path to vibrancy. If you're feeling vibrant and full of ojas, that's freaking awesome. And what is something you can incorporate to maintain that vibrancy? 
If you're feeling less than vibrant, what is one small thing you can do to increase and maintain your ojas? Maybe it's managing stress, giving yourself an oil massage, meditating, or eating some ojas building foods. Choose one thing and do it consistently. Because remember, vibrancy is a long game. Thanks for listening. I'm so, so, so grateful that you are here and that we can be on this path together. Looking forward to learning and growing more with you. See you next week. Hey there. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. It helps new podcasts like this one get seen by other people. If you didn't like it, I hope you're still listening. Life is way too short to listen to podcasts you don't like.